0: Welcome to Behind the Wings. We're back with season two of our podcast by Wings Over the Rockies Air and Space Museum, and we've got a lot to explore. Stories about how history shapes aviation today, trailblazers in space, and up-close looks at iconic aircraft of the past, present, and future. It's time to go Behind the Wings. We are back with season two, our 11th episode, and we're so glad to have you along for the ride. We've got 10 more episodes coming for you. Now, if you missed season one, check that out in this same feed. And be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now, we're back and excited to bring you a special episode today. I'm your host, Rick Crandall. With me is Wings Over the Rockies president and CEO, John Barry. John, what do we have for folks today?
1: Well, for the first episode of season two, we're going to discover something that I think very few people really understand in our country, and that's the Civil Air Patrol. The Civil Air Patrol is a nonprofit organization that serves as a civilian auxiliary of the United States Air Force. And after having served for 30 years in the Air Force, I was familiar with a lot of it, but I've learned a lot since then by our participation in the Wings Over the Rockies and our partnership with the Civil Air Patrol. You know, its membership, Rick, includes everyone from younger cadets to more senior members, totaling more than 56,000 volunteers across the United States. The Civil Air Patrol started just six days, hard to believe, six days before Pearl Harbor. What opportune timing. And they served a unique and relatively active role patrolling the Atlantic coast during World War II, a real live mission during the war. Today, their mission includes youth mentorship and aerial assistance with missions like search and rescue, fire monitoring, and more. You know, in this episode, we're going to talk to some of the key people who are participating here in Colorado and learn their stories And we'll dive into the unique history and the work that they are doing today.
0: We have two guests with us today, Kyle Stilo and Trevor Munson. After joining the Civil Air Patrol in 2020, Kyle quickly learned that Civil Air Patrol is so much more than an aerospace after-school program. Second, Lieutenant Stilo enjoys supporting emerging leaders through all of the programs that the Civil Air Patrol has to offer. She serves as the external aerospace officer for Wings Over the Rockies exploration of Flight. In this role, she coordinates Civil Air Patrol cadet support at the monthly fly-ins and other events held at the Exploration of Flight location. Major Trevor Munson has been with the Civil Air Patrol for 20 years. He's the commander of the Valkyrie Cadet Squadron of the Civil Air Patrol. Today, he runs one of the largest and most successful units in the Denver area.
1: Rick, well said. And uh, this segment is cool for a number of reasons, because it really talks about maybe something that we don't all know about in our country. Uh, When we talk about the Civil Air Patrol, you know, it's not the Boy Scouts. It's not, the, you know, the Girl Scouts. It's an opportunity for young people who are interested in joining the military, but also have an opportunity to do unique things that very few people at their age ever get to do. Can you imagine a young teenager, your son or daughter, that is actually flying in an airplane on a real rescue mission, saving people's lives. That's incredible. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, that is incredible. And what a fascinating history. And to see how the organization has evolved over the years is an incredible journey. Well, let's get started. Kyle Stilo and Trevor Munson, welcome to the show. Thank you very much
2: for the advice. Yes,
3: thank you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I guess the easiest way to do this is just kind
3: of start with maybe a What is it? (laughs) (laughs) So Civil Air Patrol is a 80-year-old foundation that uh, was first started by Congress, and we are the official auxiliary of the United States Air Force. Uh, The main missions that we do perform are emergency services uh, that are tasked from the Air Force Rescue Coordination Center, uh, aerospace education of both our... Uh, young cadets who are part of our organization, and also the general public. Uh, And then uh, also we have a mission of cadet programs, which is educating all of our cadets in leadership and uh, citizenship and ensuring that they are uh, the leaders of tomorrow. Um, Our mission is uh, we are volunteers serving America's communities, we are saving lives and we are shaping futures.
0: Excellent. Well said. said. And as as an auxiliary to to the Air Force, what does that exactly mean? Do you get funding from the Air Force? Do you what what, how does that define that relationship?
3: The best way to describe it as the auxiliary? Yeah, we do indeed get funding from the Air Force. Um, This also means that we are part of the Air Force's total force. Uh, so we are certainly integrated with them, but we are indeed still all civilians as part of the Air Force. Um, but this does also mean that we are tasked with a lot of Air Force assigned missions. Uh, and that's really where all of our emergency services missions come from, directly from the Air Force Rescue Coordination Center.
0: And and also in, in the,
3: the final piece of all this, you're a nonprofit to boot, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we were established as a 501c3 nonprofit and uh, we remain to to this day.
0: Well, it's amazing. That is amazing. That, that Just what you accomplish in really kind of a extraordinary uh, organizational form, right? I mean, it's, it's really pretty cool. And in Colorado, how many people are we talking about make up Civil Air Patrol?
3: Uh, So, in just Colorado alone, we have about 2,000 members. Uh, About uh, 900 of those are adult volunteers like um, ourselves, Uh, and that means that the balance of those are younger cadets uh, from 12 to 21. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, that's certainly a large force to be able to say, hey, we are training uh, this group of 1,200 members who are gonna be your future leaders. You're gonna be the future pilots. Uh, They're going to be really just the future of America. Uh, We're going to be, they're going to be prepared for anything that is thrown at them.
0: So now for the history buffs out there, myself included, how did the Civil Air Patrol get started?
3: Absolutely. So it's really interesting how we formed. We formed in 1941. Uh, the U.S. Congress and everybody at that time were already knew that eventually the U.S. was going to be involved in World War II. It was just a matter of time. Several enterprising folks uh, had began forming uh, air units. Uh, they wanted to form a aviation, uh, a civilian aviation portion here in the States for combating uh, German U-boats sinking merchant ships. So that was founded December 1st 1941 Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will know what happened exactly six days later in Pearl Harbor uh, Really just proving the fact that this was absolutely needed Uh, so throughout World War II the Civil Air Patrol had not only trained all of our military pilots, but it also had civilian pilots who uh, maybe weren't quite ready for military service. Uh, They were able to help by uh, patrolling the coasts and ensuring that uh, our coasts and our waterways were all safe uh, during the war.
1: That's an amazing thing to think about because you know, the Wright brothers, started in 1903, 1920s and 30s, you know, the beginning of the infancy of aviation. But uh, the, the two individuals, uh, Gil, Rob Wilson, and Milton Knight, founded the Civil Air Patrol in support of, um, at that time, the mayor of New York City, LaGuardia. And it, it's interesting to think about how that, that President Roosevelt appointed LaGuardia as the first director of the new Office of Civil Defense, and that led into the, uh, the Civil Air Patrol. So uh, yeah, I think uh, that's that's an amazing start up to that December one right before Pearl Harbor that uh, really made the Civil Air Patrol come together. So Rick, you get the next question.
0: Well, it, it seems to me that uh, the most important thing, perhaps, that came out of all of this was, you know, now we're using them as a, as kind of coastal. Defense, yes, observation more importantly, keeping track of what was happening up and down the Atlantic coast. And, and you know, the great results, 173 subs spotted and radioed in, 82 bombs dropped on the subs. Uh, 17 floating mines, uh, rescued 363 people, 91 ships. It's a it's a reminder if you were on the East Coast just what was happening, but it was the Civil Air Patrol demonstrated even in its infancy, how valuable an asset it was to the government. Right, Trevor?
3: That's absolutely correct. We showed uh, not only the government, but also the public that we were able to just assist with anything necessary. And that's really just, been something that we've kept along through the entire 80 years of the organization. Uh, even today, our two biggest things that we uh, use as a selling point for our uh, our constituents in uh, the government and in the military is mm-hmm. that we are, for one thing, uh, a lot easier to operate and a lot cheaper to operate uh, one of our aircraft than it is uh, a drone or a military aircraft. Sure. Uh, And on top of that, we had an enormous COVID response and uh, we just assisted with so many different things during COVID. We uh, assisted with creating uh, Operation Pulse Lift, which uh, to date has now collected 17,000 units of blood since March of 2020. One thing that we did start in 2020, uh, is teaming up with uh, Project Cure and Colorado Hospital Association to fly life-saving medical equipment to hospitals in remote areas. Uh, We also were able to collect 17,000 units of blood since uh, the beginning of the pandemic to assist with the Red Cross, uh, and we're continuing that uh, mission uh, to date. And nice. that's probably going to be something that will be continuing in the future, even uh, even as COVID starts waning. Very
0: good. I I know Kyle. In uh, a lot of the work that you do, specific to the cadets,
3: talk talk
0: about cadets. Uh, I mean, should people think of them as kind of the Civil Air Patrol version of Eagle Scouts or, you know, how how best would you describe a cadet in the CAP?
2: So we have about 15% of cadets that reach Mitchell and uh, that Mitchell award is that equivalent of the Eagle Scout. Okay. We have eight more awards that go above Mitchell and the cadets are amazing. Um, but we have more, more promotions after that Mitchell promotion and they are just learning more leadership and more delegation skills. And cadets can be anywhere between 12 and um, 21. Between 18 and 21, uh, most of the time, our cadets are moving on to college and thinking about becoming senior members or moving on to their careers. When a Civil Air Patrol cadet goes to a job interview, they already know what they're walking into. They already know how to carry themselves. Uh, that the, the core values come in huge, that integrity, that excellence um, in all they do. All of those come into everything that a cadet does. And it, they're, they're some of the coolest kids you've ever met. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe explain a little bit about your first impressions and and what a day in the life of a cadet might look like for our young audience.
2: Uh, truly, I I knew about the emergency services side flying in a plane because I had worked with that on the ground, Um, but I had no idea the depth. This isn't, I want to be a pilot, so I'm going to go learn to fly. This is a leadership program. Um, This isn't, I want to go into the military, so let's sort of play soldier. That is not anything the the leadership skills, the life skills um, these kids get is amazing. So when my, when my, both my children are, are cadets, when they first joined, um, we had a lot of learning. There was an aerospace section and a leadership, a leadership section of learning for each promotion. And my, both my kids ended up getting Into the color guard side of things, which comes with a lot of uniform learning. And the most amazing thing to me is uh, these cadets can read regulations. They're not written at cadet level. Think, you know, if you're going into to learn the law or tax law or um, uh, traffic law, they're written just like, like the laws, and these cadets can read through there and tell you exactly how many inches their insignia needs to be from a certain point and how they need to be set up on each different uniform. And that was a lot of learning and a lot of, I guess, different learning from what what traditional schools teach and completely surprised me that these cadets are sharp and they pick up on all of it and detail.
1: Very good. You know, what's exciting is that very few people realize that the Civil Air Patrol is an arm, an auxiliary arm of the United States Air Force. In fact, when I was in the Pentagon back in, when I, back in the early 2000s, uh, a good friend of mine was the Inspector General of the United States Air Force. And he had responsibility as a three-star general for overseeing the Civil Air Patrol on active duty, he was the active duty, obviously, but Civil Air Patrol is a civilian kind of run organization and clearly is focused on a number of things. But let's talk about the flying part a little bit. Um, You know, Kyle, maybe you can talk about your kids and if they've gotten to fly yet, or, you know, while it is not the only thing that uh, we talked about, because I think your comments about leadership are just absolutely right on, it gives them experience and uh, the ability to understand how things operate in the complex environment like uh, aviation certainly for the United States Air Force but also talk a little bit about you know the opportunities to get to fly
2: I love the opportunities for our cadets to get to fly. So as a cadet, you get the opportunity for five free uh, powered orientation flights and five free glider orientation flights. And um, glider flights are one of the coolest things I have ever seen. Uh, but those, those flat five flights are not going up and sitting in the passenger side of a plane and just looking out the window. There is a, a specific curriculum that goes with each flight and the cadets are learning about how to fly, about S-turns, about, um, uh, stalls and all of, all of the things that the radio, all of those things. And the coolest part is the cadets get to control the plane once they take off because they are learning these things in the curriculum and that i think that part f- flows right into that leadership part because if you're not a leader you're not going to land a plane at centennial i'm just just you won't get in that traffic in my opinion and I, I could be wrong but if you're not willing to step up and say i'm here i'm ready to land you know that that's part of part of the skills of of learning how to fly if you listen to radio traffic it's fast and furious and the cadets learn how to understand all of that i'm still learning <laughs>
1: you know, well, that's a good way of putting it as you go along here but you know it, it also while they're in the airplane they're serving a functional role for this country because they're as rick has mentioned as you have talked about you know over a hundred saves uh per year where they're going out and helping like in the rocky mountains of course uh, skiers who get lost or, or hikers who get lost or maybe get injured and, and work for that. And they work for different agencies. Maybe talk a little bit about some of those. If you have any good stories, either Trevor or I'll about, you know, maybe some real life savings that I've had in the different agencies you work with.
2: Well, I, I don't have any big agency stories. I hear more about the little ones, the ones that we don't care a lot about. We've got um, two cadets from, Highlander Squadron I believe um they just earned their their life-saving ribbon for I believe that one was CPR I know we had a cadet who um at wings actually someone was choking and she she walked them through uh, the choking episode these cadets are ready to step in in the little stuff um there are there are definitely big, big rescues that, that civil air patrol have been on. Uh, When I first learned about civil air patrol, it was 25 years ago and it was a lost family, Uh, a stepdad and his two kids were lost in the woods and we had civil air patrol out um, looking in the air and we had summit County rescue Fremont Park, Arapaho Rescue Patrol, and at least two other agencies uh, out on a three-day search looking for these these three people.
0: Yeah. So, when I think a lot of people when they think about civil air patrol search and rescue, certainly comes to the forefront, probably of what people recognize but it's a new world now. And there's things like cybersecurity too. And when I was, you know, doing doing my reading and saw cyber in there, I was curious about that. So, so talk to cybersecurity.
3: All right, um, a few years ago, we uh, believe about five or six years ago, the Civil Air Patrol realized that uh, cybersecurity is certainly gonna be a major forefront uh, of everybody's minds um, and, this is gonna be something that we need to teach the younger generation. So that way they're able to fill jobs that uh, are already scarce uh, today. Uh, so they uh, announced some partnerships, uh, not only with Cisco, but other, uh, other manufacturers. Uh, we had some training that went on. We started cadets training in the Cyber Patriot competition program uh, and several of our Civil Air Patrol cadets have been able to go on to win national national competitions uh, against other similar peers Um, and this really just kicks them off and gets them very interested in a cyber defense career and some of them have gone on to major on major with that. Uh, Some have gone on to specialize with that if they go into the military. Uh, And this is definitely a lucrative career for them.
1: Right. When you think about the number, not only in Colorado, but I think it's 60,000 Civil Air Patrol, you know, total numbers around the country. You know, when you look at the Air Force, we only have about 300 plus thousand people in the Air Force. And here we got 60,000 in Civil Air Patrol that are serving a vital mission for not only young people to be developed into, you know, proud and engaging adults, but also the fact that they actually serve a mission. It's interesting to think about um, what kinds of organizations that you also participate with. You, you know, Kyle, you mentioned the rescue, Forest Service, DEA, forest fires, land surveying, and even pandemic response. You know, in some regards, so it's kind of an all-encompassing a role where you're asked to do some incredible things that I don't even think 95% of the public really truly understands. But hopefully with this podcast, we've made a little bit of a dent in that understanding. But uh, what's next for the Civil Air Patrol? You know, it's, uh, you said, it's not military, it's civilian, it's volunteer, you pay dues. What do
3: you get? That's a really big question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So as far as myself, I really get the pride of Being able to say, I've helped the next generation learn how to be uh, great citizens. Uh, In addition to that, uh, we as senior members also get a chance to participate in all of these other activities. I myself have recently gotten back into working as part of a ground team uh, and so i'm leading our squadron to be doing that i find that absolutely fascinating and so i'm very much enjoying this Uh, additionally we are able to uh, help out the cadets who are working through aerospace education items that we're doing Uh, so later on uh, at Later on this year, we're actually doing some model rocketry for all of the cadets who are learning this, going through the physics of it, all of that. Uh, we're right there in with them, helping them out. I'm launching my own rocket just because I can. Uh, we're it, well, All of the benefits of the activities that all of the cadets are doing, we're able to do as well. Uh, and it is just so fulfilling to see. Um, I've even seen some cadets. Um, one one of our cadets who joined uh, several years ago, uh, he was twelve, and he his family had recently immigrated from um, from Nepal, and they he he just didn't didn't have the greatest command of the English language, but he was very passionate and really wanted something to attach to through civil air patrol. He learned about aerospace education. He became extremely excited about it. He really excelled in the cadet program, got his Mitchell award, got went even further than that. Uh, And about six years later today, uh, he is currently working with Lucky Martin uh, on some of their projects.
1: Nice. That is great. That is great. You know, I'll just use the example of our Wings Over the Rockies Air and Space Museum here in Denver, Colorado. Civil Air Patrol is a vital part of our weekend showcases that we have at our second site where we actually do flying. And seeing the young people and the possibility of the choices that they have is just absolutely fantastic. So, you know, your work in that regard and helping these young people is, is, uh, is, is
3: commendable. So maybe just really quick, what, uh, how can people get involved? Absolutely. Uh, So, uh, first off, thank you very much for your very kind words. Um, So if somebody does want to become involved, uh, probably the first step would be to go to GoCivilAirPatrol.com. There they can find a local squadron. We are in every state, including uh, DC and Puerto Rico. And there they can uh, visit with their local members, they can join their squadrons, they can become involved. Uh, additionally they can also learn even more information than what we have discussed here on this podcast
0: thank you for that i, I want to share that i recently had an opportunity to MC an event and our guest speaker was rochelle Kimbrell, um, which is a name familiar to you rochelle joined civil air patrol out of uh, parker where she was going to school the only african american at ponderosa high school joined Civil Air Patrol, went on to the Air Force Academy, went on to flight school and became the first African-American female fighter pilot in the Air Force, flying F-16s at Aviano for her first assignment. And uh, she and I sat together at lunch and had a amazing conversation over lunch. And she's now back with Civil Air Patrol. She's retired after a 22-year career in the Air Force and retired as a lieutenant colonel and is back in Colorado Springs. And I'll tell you, that's a treasure for the Colorado Civil Air Patrol. She is absolutely amazing.
3: Absolutely.
0: And she flew F-16s, which is most important. (laughs) And she flew F-16s, yep. Yep. And she got to Aviano and got to the got to the flight line and they didn't have a bathroom for a woman. So she, just, you know, she was a she but but all of that is part of how she changed things for the better by her own experience. And, man, she's great. Well, I'll tell you what, this was a, in my opinion, uh, General Barry, this was a great way to start season two.
1: I think that's exactly right. You know, we start out with a great organization with great potential for young people to have a bright future and a dedicated group of people like uh, Trevor and Kyle who have been part of that organization yeah. to make it even better as, as we speak. So thank you for that. Yep. And thank you to your service, both Trevor and Kyle. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for thank what you, you do much. guys. All right. Thank you, Kyle Stilo and Trevor Munson for joining us. That was really, really cool. You know, I'm not sure which part of it I love the most. I, Uh, Obviously, I'm kind of a fan of history. So I think all that part of it was pretty good. What about you, John?
1: Well, you know, Trevor gave us the insights on the larger picture because he'd been so involved in it as a young man, a young student, all the way up to the age right now where he's in command of a cadet squadron, which is really interesting. And then, you know, Kyle gave us the insight of not only a mother, but also a person who saw the value that her children could participate. And walk away with something that made them grow up to be more mature more responsible and certainly more insightful on the opportunities particularly regarding aviation and what the civil air patrol so i think there's a good combination of person who had been with the organization for a long time and and one that is kind of new to it but giving their insights at their particular perspective so i think it was well worth it
0: yeah absolutely right and we didn't touch on it in the program but it's right that we should remember that during World War II, 59 members of the Civil Air Patrol lost their lives serving their country on the missions they were uh, uh, completing and the missions they were serving along the Atlantic seaboard. So they have, as well as all of the uh, branches of the military, they have Skin in the game. They have given all for the defense of freedom, and and we shouldn't forget that. Well, that's going to do it, folks, for our 11th episode. Thanks for listening to Behind the Wings. Now, be sure to visit wingsmuseum.org to join the conversation and access the show notes. We'll be back soon with another episode of Behind the Wings. Head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to subscribe and leave a review. It helps us a lot, and we do appreciate it. Wow, that was fun. We'll see you next time on Behind the Wings.